Y'all ready? We ready. Showroom, y'all ready? Hello, hello, welcome back to Delicious Tears Podcast. I am the solution, your host, for the next 15, 30, or 45 to 60 minutes while I talk about a myriad of topics that's, that are sent in by you or something I've come across and I decide to uh, pontificate with you all with. But make sure you're subscribed to the Anchor app for the podcast. Check it out on Spotify. Check out the WordPress page. If you cannot find it for some reason, Google it. It's there, the Delicious Tears Podcast. If you would like to submit a topic, the Delicious Tears Podcast at gmail.com. Shout out to all the supporters and the listeners. But let's get into it. This particular topic is um something I wrestled with. And first things first, disclaimer. This is going to make some of my listeners uncomfortable because it's coming from a place of concern and it's coming from a place of observation and it's coming from a place of we can do better. All right. So basically concern and everything. So growing up in a challenge environment, some people y'all say the hood. Uh, the ghetto. I don't like to say the ghetto because most of you don't know what it means and where it came from. Look that up. The Nazis gave you that word. Think about that. You're using the word that the Nazis gave you and you tried to glamorize it. But anyway, I'm not here to teach you today. Today's topic is about the celebration of stupidity. In a challenge environment, that is. What do I mean by that? Growing up in my formative years in the northwest portion of Baltimore, Maryland, I saw a lot of things. I saw a lot of things a boy should not see that was considered normal. In during these times, um, you know, the young men, even some women, were involved in crime and they would get locked up. Uh, often every so often and here's the point with that they would go in and out and every time they went in and out of jail they came home to these huge parties it was a big deal oh Booby's home you know that's a hypothetical name yo Mookie's back yo Mookie home man we about to throw a party throwing a coming home party Now, you came home in a few ways. One, early release. Hopefully you didn't tell on somebody. But if you did, that's between you. People will find out. Um, Two, you got paroled. Three, uh, you were on... um, Basically house arrest. But you were home. And they still celebrated you. Massive parties. Massive parties. DJs. Everybody's dancing. Food. 
adult beverages. I'm a little boy, so I don't know anything about this at the time. And early on, I would uh, I would go, you know, if it was like the block party or something like that, or somebody's yard or whatever. And we didn't have like these outbreaks of violence like that. It, it, we seldom didn't have that because really the war was going on with um, the Jamaican crew that was moving in trying to take over, you know, the blocks and stuff. Now, this is during the time that Baltimore did not have the gangs that you know of now. We weren't blooding and cripping and BGF and all that stuff back then. All right. It was just don't sell dope on that corner. You can go anywhere. You just got to know some people. And if you don't know anybody, don't cause any problems. Mind your business. You see something going down, it don't concern you. Keep it moving. It's safer that way. So these guys are going in and out. Huge parties being thrown for them. And it started to hit me as I got a little older. Why is there a party and they're going to go back? I remember saying that. And the older dude in the neighborhood popped me in the head. Hey, watch your mouth, shorty. You know, and I was like, he's going to go back. And he would. He would go back. And he would still be celebrated. It was like promotions. It, it was like you advance your level of realness. Okay? You're advancing your levels of realness because you were going in and out. What? It was like somehow you were graduating. Right? You, you were reaching certain levels because you had gone in and come out so many times. And people respected you more. I didn't understand that. I was like, why are we celebrating? This is a failure. You failed. You stupid. Why are you celebrating? So let's talk about the flip side of this. Because this is a very cut and dry topic. There was um, a guy down the street from me. And um, he didn't hang out with the other guys. But he was still of... That teenage demographic of dudes who were doing their little thing, hand to hand, whatever, you know, getting it in, hustling, you know, getting their money, little chains, little jewelry, you know, little car, little sneakers, stuff like that. Not, not hustling for anything of real value, but that's what they were doing. And this particular guy wanted no parts of that. And my connection to him is that I wound up going to the same high school he went to. And that was part of my decision making process, the lower level of it, besides the family connection to my high school. And I remember, you know, his mom, who was a respected lady down the street from us, saying that he already had a job graduating from his high school. And there was a few people that came to the house and congratulated and celebrated him after he graduated. But you didn't see the massive amount of people that would be in the alleys and the yards and in the streets celebrating. Because some dude who had gone to jail a few times or the first time he was back home. They didn't celebrate him like that. Let's call him Tim. Okay. Tim was not celebrated not uplifted like hey Tim just graduated and he was like the first person I can recall that wasn't a family member that graduated from high school and how they treated that and it didn't bother Tim he didn't care but it made me look at my neighborhood like we're really celebrating stupidity 
And here this guy right here is graduating from high school and already has a job. Already has a job, a good one. Moved out his mom's house. Like it wasn't even the end of June. He was gone. He got his first check, gone, had his own place. And I was on my bike and his mom asked me to help her with something in the yard. He had a younger brother who was a little younger than me. And um, I don't know where he was. And she's like, hey, can, can you help me move this? I'm like, yes, ma'am. And I was like, where's Tim? And she said, oh, he moved out already. He's got his own place. You know, he moved closer to his job. I helped him get a car and everything. So I guess she had fronted him some stuff and um you know some money and uh that got him you know on his feet he, he was gone he was ready he was out the house i was like wow and he was only 18 on his own 18 on his own out his mom's house working car doing whatever that was a grown man i was like wow i'm like i'm only like barely 12 at the time like he's gone already. I'm sitting there thinking like it's dudes that's 30 years old still with their mom and their dad still in the house. But he had a homeboy that lived across from him on the corner and he went to a private school. I remember this clearly he played football and he went to a private school. And when he graduated, he went to college like I never saw him again. And I, I made sure I had some interactions with them. And I just remember him coming home, you know, in his football gear and stuff with his dad. Like I said, we had, you know, kids had their mom and dad, you know, both parents in the house in our neighborhood, too. You know, some didn't. But, you know, the majority of these kids had both parents. And um, we're going to call him Ricky. And I was like, hey, what's going on, Ricky? You know, how'd you do? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did this. I got busy. Yada, yada, yada. And he always played Eric B and Rakim on the porch, on a little boombox. And he saw his I'm out of here once I graduate. And sure enough, I don't I can't remember what college he went to, but I remember his mom and his dad, they had this station wagon. And um, they loaded him up. And I never saw him again. I never saw him again. We moved maybe a year later, year and a half later or so, but I never saw him again. He was gone. He said, I'm out of here. But nobody celebrated the fact that he had gotten a scholarship to a college and left. No celebration. Externally, it was his family. That was it. Once again, we celebrated stupidity. These guys going to jail, big parties. You know, the block is lit. Everybody's getting there having a ball. You know, little kids all this so it's like creating this 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 image that this is okay you know you're made you're official you went to jail you know oh he real right there yeah he just came home you know nobody's going to test him because he already been tested you know he did what he did he got knocked did his time he came home i was like okay you know they treated it like a deployment or something when you're in the military. Oh, you made it back. We're going to throw this party. It was a big deal. A celebration of stupidity. And we still do this to this day. Still do it. 
we talk about generational traumas, breaking generational traumas. We can't do that if we continue to celebrate stupidity. We can't do that. This coming home. Yeah, he came home. And I, I remember dudes coming home, you know, their little bags and stuff, cab dropping them off, you know. They walking down the street from the bus stop. They got the little bag. I knew it. Oh, he just got out. You know. Or some of the neighborhood hustlers. You know, they would, you know, hook them up. Sweatsuit and everything. And really what that was, was to bring them right back in. These guys, they would, they, they love the so-called love. You know, they would come home. They hook them up with a, a sweatsuit. You know, hat. Little chain, whatever, and he right back out there. Boom, knocked again. Knocked again. And this became a cycle. You know? Matter of fact, Nas rapped that. It's like a cycle. Some go home, some go in. You know, do a bullet, do the same shit again. From the womb to the tomb, assume the unpredictable. You know? Psst, verbal intercourse. Nas rapped about that. I might be a little off with that, you know, but it's like a cycle. Some of us come home, some of us go in. I'm not going to celebrate stupidity. And even in my older adult life, I found myself at one of these events and I, I just felt uncomfortable, you know, and everybody was happy, you know, popping bottles, buying bottles and stuff from the bar and everything. And I, I was just there, you know, because I knew some of the people. And I was like, what's going on? You know, and they told me, oh, so-and-so came on. He on the box. I was like, well, man, I knew he had the ankle monitor thing. He had to speak into the box and all that stuff. And I remember seeing that as a kid. You know, they would be in the yard and the thing would go off or whatever. They out in the yard talking to their boys, whatever, some girl. And um, he like, the thing would go off. He'd be like, oh, I'll be back. And he had to go on the house. Telephone. Remote control. It was like a bunch of words they had to repeat back to make sure it was them. You know, then the little prompt would go on and they go back out. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. We have to stop celebrating stupidity. We have to. You know, the, the level of shame that you should feel after that, because it's a failure, it's not there. And people say, well, you know, we tend to take our, uh, our struggle and turn it into some kind of endearment. That's who we are as people, because that's what we know. Now, nah, we got to stop that part right there. Shit like that. This is shit not. Like that. Like we that. had scraps, like so we made chitlins and hog malls, all right, and fat back and stuff. Nah, you have a choice to engage in this. We need to start celebrating our graduates, not the prom, because remember we we're still celebrating stupidity, all right. I'm not going to throw you some little uh, send off for the prom. And you got to go to summer school. Bang, bang. I see bang, it. Bang, or they're not even graduating. Bang. You know, they got the fog and all this stuff. And, 
you know, they, they rent these cars and these dresses and, you know, and the suits and everything. And the, the kids not even graduate. They got to go to summer school, not even walk on the stage. And you're endorsing that and saying that's okay. You put more emphasis on the pomp, all right, on the show than the actual goal. Bang, bang, bang. I'd be damned if a kid of mine is going to summer school and not walking the stage for reasons tied to them, their fault. Well, it won't be no problem. Ain't no problem for you. Uh uh. Nah. Nah, you, you lost that opportunity to stunt and show off. Nah, you killed that memory that you wanted to create. We're not doing that. But I cannot drag this out any further. Thank you for sitting this topic in. I know some people listen to it like, man, it's messed up. Because you might have been affiliated and attached to that lifestyle. But this is the reality. It's a choice. You don't have to do this. Okay? We got to glorify the smart kids. You know, making fun of, oh, because the kid likes to study and stay away from, sir. Oh, he is square. He is nerd. He is soft. No, he isn't. He's smart. Him being or her being in those books and not doing that stuff is going to get them killed, harmed or arrested, locked up and jailed. While he's trying to fit in and, you know, I'm hustling, I'm doing this, this and that, you know, I'm getting to it or we get into the bag. It's going to get you in a bag. You can prevent all this just by being a good human. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Stream it. Cop that mercy solution for kick supply room. And I'm out. The solution.